Yeah. Oh, I missed our intro, so it was beautiful. We haven't done it in the last couple times. I know, I know, because I forget, but I remember this time. We should just record it and make it like a ringtone, everything. But then we have to do an actual one. I can't just like bullshit it up every time. Bullshit it up every time. Nah. No, I guess it's true. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I feel like we don't haven't done this in forever. It's um, been a couple of weeks. It's been forever. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, because we suck at this now. Well, we're going to get better at it. We are getting better at it. Yeah. So welcome to Fantastic. Um, in case you forgot and forgot about us because we have been totally slacking at being good people who do this kind of shit. So I'm Sarah. I'm Ashley. Uh, Hannah ran away and officially joined the circus. Mm-hmm. So she's no longer with us. But hopefully we'll get some guests to come in and talk to us occasionally so we don't get too lonely. We will. Yeah, we will. We will. And we're going to do a crossover. With your brothers. Oh, yeah. My brothers decided to be cool like me and start their own podcast. Um, <laughs> Theirs you know. is easier. They just tell stories to each other. To each other. And they live, like, five minutes away. So they just be like, what up? And, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's cool. They some be me. <laughs> you want to be me, but you can't be me. It's fine. So how are you today? I'm good. You're good. I'm glad to be here. Right. I'm glad to be away from work and my stupid desk. I'm glad to be drinking spirits out of my spirit cup. Yeah, you're drinking. Cheers. Cheers. That's right. I not only am drinking, I am drinking out of the fucking coolest cup on the planet, which is rad. It makes me happy. We're drinking Malbec. Malbec tonight. Because we're grown-ups and it just sounds <laughs> real fancy. I love wine, though. <laughs> I I can't help it. I, like, I love wine. It's I so love funny. wine. Oh, um, did I tell you about my coffee cup at work? No, but please tell me about your coffee cup at work. <laughs> I, right I made it. I okay. went to, like, Vistaprint and I made it. <laughs> it's blue on the inside and then okay. it has a blue handle and then everything else is completely plain plain white mm-hmm. except for like right near the handle in like 0.7 font really really fucking tiny it says this might be wine nice and that's my that's what my coffee cup says at work uh, that's amazing and <coughs> I approve I, I can tell we're recording now because I have to cough of course because yeah. you haven't been coughing for like the last this whole time. like 30 minutes <laughs> nope. and now all of a sudden I hit the button and yeah. the coughing begins mm-hmm. Yeah, I was totally drinking out of my I'm here for the booze <laughs> mug <laughs> yesterday. Uh, there's a good chance this may be booze, you know. Yeah. Because I'm classy like that. And then, of course, I switched to my um, Tears of the Students mug because... I like that one, too. Right? Okay. Okay, stop yawning. I know. I'm sorry. I'm waking up. Um, uh, our topic. We're, Top- start, we're starting. Today. We're we're talking about books. Today we're talking about because, books. Because, um, <laughs> so I have been attempting my world record number of books in a year. <laughs> I started with a small goal of 100. Yeah. You know, as you do. Because, you did that in one week. Well, because Goodreads <laughs> tells you to start small. So I was like, whatever, 100 is nice. Um, fast forward to, like, January 12th or whatever, and I was at, like, 75. So I was like, up my goal. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to read, well, then you well, were like, I got to get to 365, so right. I've done one, one a day, day for the yeah. entire year. Yeah. So fast forward to like May when I was at 365, 
So now my goal is 7.30, which is two a day for the entire year. So I'm at 6.59. <laughs> and that doesn't count like books I've read I, four, guys. Yeah. That does not count um, audiobooks, which okay. I have not yeah. forgotten to log, which is like three or four of them. So if I that add... That takes much longer, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. It so does. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't count my audiobooks, and it doesn't count like a couple teacher books mm -hmm. that I've just frankly forgotten to like scan the ISBN and put into Goodreads. Mm -hmm. Be or, yeah, because whatever, I don't care. So it doesn't count teacher books, which so my Goodreads makes me look a lot dumber than I actually am <laughs> because it's a lot of trashy books and they're the it, free it ones. Discount, yeah, it discounts the actual like professional development that I actually have been reading the last like three months. But I'm super close to my goal. So we're talking about books today because... Well, let's get to the trashy books. Yeah, we've read a lot of trashy books. <laughs> so um, I got on a kick of shifter romances because if you have Kindle Unlimited, you have access to so many trashy, trashy novels. I'm so excited for this. And if you are a fast reader like myself, and <laughs> let's say uh, Vertigo kicks your ass for a week and you're kind of stuck on your sofa because the world is like a merry-go-round and everything else makes you want to vomit, uh, you can hang out on your sofa for three days and read 47 books. True story. Um, so I <laughs> so I read 47 um, where shifter romance novels over the course of three days. Jesus Christ. You know what? I'm proud of it. Yeah. Shush. shush. <laughs> Some of them, okay, so I have to say, right? Hashtag goals. Hashtag awesome goals. <laughs> so, they all have something in common besides being about shifters. The you know? And if you don't know what a shifter is, A, what the fuck is your problem? Because, you know, you're missing out on so many awesome trashy novels. Uh, but B, good for you because you've obviously been raised right. So, <laughs> hey. shifters are any group of people who can change into something else, right? Obviously, the traditional <laughs> so is like... a loaf of bread. <laughs> traditional is your werewolf, right? Or your were shifter, you know, so your wolf. Um, but you can also be a bear, any kind, grizzly, polar, brown, <laughs> right? You can turn into any kind of leopard, snow, po you know, you know, jaguar. Um, you can become some kind of bird, so or, you can be a falcon. Or get to it faster. No, 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 because you can. My uh, favorite. You can turn into a gorilla. Okay, that's there's gorilla shifters, that's right? Awesome. I kinda there's love dragons. That. Yep. Um, but no. So this one series, they all have naked men on the cover. Hot, naked men, three-fourths of you, obviously, because you can't show junk. Um, and then some kind of beast to show what kind of book you're reading. So some of them were actually well-written like, and had interesting plots, which is why I kept, I read 47 of them. But once I read those, Amazon kept suggesting more and more awful ones to me, which led us down the rabbit hole to the ones we have discovered. Thank God we're here now. Yes, we are. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> The dinosaur ones. I'm so excited. Which are not shifter, technically, all of them. Some of them are just straight up dinosaurs. One which bag gets an STD. Which, if you listened to our last episodes, yeah. you read or listened to us read the one about just, just the dinosaur <laughs> that just had its way with the lady from the town. 
back back in a long long ago so those are not shifters that's just somebody who had way too much imagination while watching jurassic park (laughs) um but we also have discovered a whole range of dinosaur shifter novels um which ashley is just dying to tell you about (laughs) so So, if that's all you know that's all me now all you know okay because right. you, the, your face right now is just like <laughs> we've yes. been trying to figure out what to read, and their like their titles alone are amazing. For example, <clears throat> having the dinosaur's baby, a paranormal pregnancy of convenience romance, <laughs> and, and then uh, um, where's the next one? Where's the next one? I don't know. Helicopter Man Pounds Dinosaur Billionaire Ass. Okay, but see. <laughs> By Dr. Chuck Tingle. So Dr. Chuck Tingle, we've learned, has a thing about butts. <laughs> dino butt stuff. Because he also did one about <laughs> astronauts. Stuff. <laughs> astronauts in space. And the cover of that one is a dinosaur oh, in a spacesuit. Oh, my God. And it and a, a naked man like on the moon, which is awesome. But again, the final days of pounding ass. Oh, and if we didn't mention it, um, this podcast is not oh, safe yeah. for work. Safe your for grandma, work. small children, or no. to listen to while in public. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Disclaimer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna right read. I'm gonna. I'm going to read this. <clears throat> Product description. This is for Buttigetton. What would you do if you could never pound another butt? How far <laughs> would you go? <laughs> for Pupper, an unassuming 9 to 5 office wizard from Billings, Montana, right. the answer is as far as it takes. When Pupper and a handful of unicorn butt cops. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Unicorn butt cop. Let's go on the list. <laughs> my new band name. <laughs> They're on your team. I need a button or a shirt that says unicorn butt cop. <laughs> I'm gonna read So this. I was gonna ask, he was an actual <laughs> wizard, and now I know. <clears throat> uh, when Pepper and a handful of unicorn butt cops leave town on an errand for Mayor Fancy. They encounter a demon unlike anything they've ever seen. The group returns home to find the populace, spelled interestingly, of several major cities across the United States have been systematically kidnapped by devil men. Ooh. And they set out to find one respons- uh, find the one responsible, Ted Cobbler. Now our hero, his unicorn lover, and bad boy dinosaur wizard find themselves on a trek across this apocalyptic America. Complete with ravenous mutant asses and flying cocks with scalding hot loads. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Brought to you by the master of sensuality, Chuck Tingle. Why He downgraded himself. Be a doctor. You can be a doctor. This erotic novel of gay romance and hardcore ass pounding will leave you breathless and begging for more. Death and Taxes magazine raves. Once in a generation, a literary mind comes along who's able to express the zeitgeist of the current age with earth-shattering clarity. The 20s had F. Scott Fitzgerald. The 70s had Hunter S. Thompson. The 80s had Don DeLillo. 
And now, like a beacon shining on the horizon, comes a talent of truly astounding proportions. I'm speaking, of course, of best-selling e-book doctor, uh, author Dr. Tingle. Hmm. Yep. That was a lot. Also, there's the Death uh, in Taxes magazine. I think he made that up. But I want to read this. Oh, man, you can buy a, like a hard, like a, like an actual copy of it. You can buy a like uh, a, like hard a hard copy of it. Yeah, it's, it's like a, to hold in yeah, your hands. Yeah, you can, it's on paperback. You can get it used for like seven dollars. Oh yeah, God. you too can get a used copy of Butt Get It. But you can get a prime <laughs> copy. So like in your hands as soon as the day after tomorrow. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, where was the other one that I loved? I don't know. My but... alien billionaire Bigfoot boyfriend forced me to have his gay baby, by <sighs> B.J. Buttram. Wait, but how do you know the gay baby is gay? Like, is it just happy, or yeah. does it love other yeah. babies that are also gay? No, it's just happy. Oh, okay. It comes out and like smiles and butterflies. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Just clapping. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um shaved by the billion what's with that's billionaire what dinosaurs? <laughs> oh, so that is a thing in all trashy romances. They're well No one loves poor dudes. Yeah. yeah no one loves poor dudes. Okay. All of these guys apparently I did not know, but ninety five percent of men in America are super hot. Have giant dicks, and they're all <laughs> fucking billionaires. Like, also apparently, every man in, in Idaho and Montana is either a super hot cowboy who's secretly a billionaire or a millionaire, <laughs> yeah, or a super hot cowboy who's secretly a millionaire because he's also like a race car driver or you know owns a ranch that <laughs> does really well, or secret billionaire race car get driver this, ranch right. Yeah. No, is secretly the CEO of a multinational corporation and is closed off because of secret childhood pain and just needs to learn how to love. <laughs> how to love. But also, did I mention that he's a billionaire? You did. Okay. You did. Just put that out there. You did. But probably it's, it might be a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, shh. okay so this one has another billionaire dinosaur which i'm not sure how the dinosaurs are billionaires shaved by the billionaire dinosaur taboo diary shaving thriller yes what is a shaving thriller i don't know am i adding this to the weird shit i've googled for this show (laughs) um yeah i had to look up the kind of wieners that lizards have so this one's on you Oh, if you type in shaving thriller (laughs) to Google, the first thing that pops up is uh, shaved by the billionaire dinosaur. So there's that. Okay. And the second thing. And the fourth thing. So maybe it's not an actual thing? Uh, uh, It's probably a fetish. Like you like being shaved? Are you like shaving people? One or maybe you're like Sweeney Todd, oh, yeah. like in a bad way. Yeah, it Are popped you... up with shaving fetish porn for Pornhub. Oh so yeah, so that's no. not like I'm gonna. Okay, that's not gonna be that route. That's gonna... a bad hole to go down. Gonna... Literally. Huh. Seven common sexual fetishes to know about. Uh, let's go through the list real quick. Uh, where do 
does the list start? Damn you! Spanking. Yeah, everybody knows that one. Foot. Everybody knows that one. Shoe. Everybody knows that one. Hmm. BDSM. Everyone knows that one. Okay. This guy. Voyeurism. Everybody knows that one. It's got real dark real quick, man. Hair fetish. There we go. Uh, Is that like you like hair? Yeah, it's called trichophilia. Having a hair fetish. Hmm. Uh, the sight of hair anywhere causes arousal. Even cutting hair. Well, that might be where the shaving th- thriller comes in. You're all like, hey, yeah. Let's do that shave thing. So, we might need to read that one. Okay. Um, and then uh, my other favorite one. Oh, there's one in this whole list of like just awful dinosaur smut. There's Romeo and or Juliet, a choosable path adventure. <laughs> so that seems... Wait, wait. Romeo and or Juliet, a choosable path adventure. Uh-huh. So you go with Romeo or Juliet and make your way. Uh, wait, um... With one or the other? <laughs> oh, no. You have to talk over the hiccups. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even... <sighs> I got too excited. <laughs> We're back. We're at, okay. <laughs> My hiccups are gone now, thanks. <laughs> okay, so in this Choose Your Own Path version of Romeo and Juliet, you choose where the story goes every time you read. What if Romeo never met Juliet? What if Juliet got really buff instead of moping around the castle? What if they teamed up to take over Verona with robot suits? So Robot suits. Yep. I would be down for robot suits. Yep. 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 Okay, here we go. And then the one that I totally lost my shit with. Gay billionaire dinosaurs in my butt. Oh, well, that just sounds... They're in my butt. All the gay billionaire dinosaurs are in my butt. And I'm going to read you the description. Ready? It has been three years since Tony had been with a dinosaur. Three long years of no butt action after his dismissal from the underground billionaire dinosaur community in Los Angeles. Those three years came to an end when Bronco, the alpha T-Rex, and Tony run into each other at a farmer's market. As you do. Sexual tension fills the air before Bronco finally invites Tony to a party. All the history and sexual tension finally explode into a massive fight and love affair at the party as unexpected guests join in. This is a 4,000-word hardcore gay erotica short story. This story includes rough sex, group sex, double penetration, triple penetration, cream pies, and more, 18+. Jeez, that's a list. (laughs) I mean, like, that is a lot of... For a 4,000-word story, that is a lot of shit in one thing. Yeah, well, there's a lot of shit because there's a lot of butt sex. But, I mean, I can't... I don't even think I can handle... All of those different types of things. I think that's too... I'm going to pass. That's a hard pass for me. I think I'll read it. I think you should <laughs> report back. Report. I want a book report of at least... Of all the dinosaurs two, in my butt. Two paragraphs. Five <laughs> sentences each. MLA format. You you joke. I'm going to bring it next time. <laughs> that's good. I will, I will have a red pen ready. <laughs> oh, no. I haven't been corrected in such a long time. You think I won't, but I will. Mm. Right. I definitely think you will. Oh, yeah. I (laughs) I know you well enough. (laughs) So, just to segue, because it's on kind of dinosaurs, snakes, same thing. Can we um, go less creepy for a moment and talk about the new Fantastic Beast trailer? 
I haven't seen it. Have you not seen it? No. <sighs> okay, we're going to pause. <sighs> you don't want to watch it? No, we can. I'm just, just being dramatic okay. for the fun of it. Okay. The Wife, the T-Rex, and the Unicorn. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. By, by Sticks, his cock. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think they have more fun <laughs> making the their cook. names than they do making up these stories. This is amazing. Sticks his cock. Oh my Did you Jesus. pause it? No, oh, because okay. that was magic. This one has pirates in it. We were talking about pirate porn too. A pirate's life was the life for Guadalupe La Concha, as well as her infamous scallywag of a husband, Captain Buggery Bill Biped. <laughs> oh my okay. lord. The two of them had just pulled off uh, the mission of a lifetime aboard their ship, the Copulent Eel. Nope, Corpulent. Corpulent okay. Eel. Raking in treasure worth such a large fortune that they'll never have to work again. I mean, were they working before? Before Hard heading... for the money. So hard for the money. <laughs> before heading back to the port and ending their cruise forever, however, forever, however, <laughs> they decide to make one last pit stop along the way. They stop at a seemingly uninhabited island listed mysteriously on their map, only to discover a handsome unicorn badass, Silvici the Salacious, buried alive inside the rock wall of a volcanic mountain. They break him out of his fossilized prison, and Buggery Bill commences to develop a fast and genuine interest in the equine newcomer. Why, hello there. Will Buggery Bill's hidden feelings cause their otherwise perfect marriage to sink like a shipwreck? Or will the presence of this mysterious new stranger add untold winds to their sails? Well, I'm going to go with the second one because otherwise it's going to be a shit story. I think I want to know more about Stick Hiscock, whose uh, picture is a llama. <laughs> Drama llama. Yeah, you know that dude's really like a professor of literature at like Harvard. He grew up in Balls Falls, Ontario. Nope, he really works at Harvard. And is into extreme ironing and competitive mooning. I've done competitive mooning. Mm, no, I really think... Styx is also an erotic sci-fi fantasy writer. writer. Nah, Styx is really... Hugo. Styx is really the father of four. And he has a PhD in English Lit from a prestigious Ivy League university. <laughs> Um, perhaps works currently at Carnegie Mellon. Sticks his cock. Sticks his cock. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, you want to show me a thing? Okay. Okay, so now that you've seen the trailer. Yeah. Okay, so, what'd you think? I enjoyed it greatly. Right? I, I think it looks more magical than the actual Harry Potter movies. Well, I think because they're not limited to the, like, the story, because there's nothing that's not based on a book, because... Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is like a 20-page like little book that was supposed to be like their book that they studied from. Yeah. So they're not like limited by what, you know, like the story was that they're going pants. on. Us. Well, let's hope so because, you I know, mean, real you're pants. in the house. Real pants. Maybe he's leaving. Fuzzy husband's wearing real pants, everybody. Shocker, usually he's naked. We're nudists. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! We weren't you know, going like, to tell you guys. Sometimes you go, like, you go over to people's houses and they're like, oh, can you please take off your shoes? We're like a no-shoe household. <laughs> We're like, why are you still wearing pants? You've been here for like five minutes already. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are the creepy house. I mean, we're literally sitting next to skeletons right now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so my biggest thing with that trailer, 
Besides the fact that Johnny Depp looks like five different ages over the course of that like two minute trailer, which he is does. kind of confusing as fuck. Yeah. Um, is Nagini. Right. Oh, was that who she was? Yeah. The snake. So the chick is Nagini. Oh. Right. Okay, but she's a python, and Nagini is not a python, right? So yeah, but I guess like J.K. Rowling went on Twitter or somewhere and like said that apparently she's a person who turns into a snake, and instead of being like an animagus who you know can transform, is like she knew that at some point she would. Instead of being able to turn back and forth freely, would turn into a snake and be stuck like that forever. Mm. Which is fine and dandy, right? Except that then going back and thinking back on the actual Harry Potter books, right? You think back to all those times when Voldemort was like, you know, hey, Wormtail, go milk my snake for me. Like, I'm, you know, I'm going to go suckle Nagini and then live off her milk for the it's next. True. And that just gets really fucking weird. It's true. And creeps me out a little bit. It's true. Yeah. Right? She's a snake cow. Mm-hmm. With teeth titties. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little, it gets a little weird. But it and does tie in really well to our books that we were talking about. <laughs> it like, does. I, I get is, where your brain was yeah, going. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I Thank totally you. get it. Oh. My brain makes weird connections, but it, yes, 100%. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, of course, people are all super upset that the first, like, you know, that they make her, you know, she's like one of the only two, like, major Asian characters, and she's the snake that basically becomes, you know, the evil Potter version <laughs> of Hitler's, you know, like, yeah. basically, like, bitch snake for the next, yeah. like, hundred years. Yeah. Which, point. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But also, dude, how much would that suck, knowing that one day you're just gonna be stuck with, like, snake snake? It's the nicky snicky for all the time. It's snicks. Snick. Snicks. Uh, Jeremy, speaking of snicks, uh, Jeremy, we didn't have a little hidey place for a snake beforehand. Um, well, we did. It was like a, a domed rock, but it was open on either end. Okay. And she didn't want to go underneath. And not a rock. It was like a log that was open on either end. She didn't want to go underneath it because it was open on either end. So we swapped it out for like one that's completely enclosed it just has a little hole okay. and now she loves it and she doesn't want to come out of it ever but she's really interested in what's happening all the time in the living room mm-hmm. so she like sits like she's completely inside the rock but she rests her head on like the little lip and like watches you like she'll turn her head and watch you so Aww. she just sits, it's pretty cute that's adorable she's a cute snack she wants to know what's going on she does but also be inside her rock at yes. all times. <laughs> That's she's super cute. Curious. Super cute. Snake. Snake. Uh, were we reading something? We, or are oh we yeah. So, down to what we're reading. No. Something called lust finds a way. And <coughs> I'm super excited about lust finds a way. So again, <coughs> how long it is it? It is super short. It is 97 pages. That seems like two, at least two podcasts. Per, well, yeah, whatever. Um, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll make it work. <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever. We'll make it work. And anyway, it's by R.K. Galaga, 
which I'm 100% sure is not the given name of whoever this is that wrote this book. But props to you, R.K. Galaga. Because, um, yeah. You know. I have a new... Can I, can I interrupt? Yes. Alien Stripper Boned from Behind by the T-Rex by Sticks His Cock. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. All right. So, R.K. Galaga was born in the year of the rabbit. Has been hopping mad ever since. Oh. Went to art school to a movie star, but ended up pissing away many years working in office as a recep- at a reception desk. Yeah. Just so basically just, just like, like you. Yeah. Um, before getting certified as a prof- personal trainer. From there, the next logical step was to become a self-published author of science fiction erotica stories. What's that look like? Yeah. This is about. All right. So this story has... Five stars on Amazon. It, again, if you have Amazon Kindle, you too can read the sucker for free. Read along. You feel free to read along. Yep. Um, it is... So, my favorite review of this book. Five stars. This is pretty much how I met my husband. <laughs> hey, this is pretty much how I met my husband. I wonder if I can sue. <laughs> I think no. Gonna go on the limb? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Five stars. H-O-T-T. Good thing I brought a fire extinguisher because this door is hot. So we are going to read. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. no. Is the answer that you are looking for because amazing. Uh, H-O-T-T. H-O-T-T. H-O-T. Hey, I can draw on your thing. Uh, you can probably draw on most things if you work hard enough at it. Given the time, you can do anything. I can do anything. Oh, oh my God. Wow, that was a flashback to, like, last (laughs) week when I had to watch that. Although they changed the song, so no, it's not really. Okay. Also, they canceled it. No. Reading Rainbow? Except that all four jillion seasons of it are available on PBS Kids, except that they changed the theme song intro so that no longer do you get to enjoy that fun, and now it's something Aww. awful. Aww. So, yes. But well, I that's good. It, it's like, still available, though. Yeah, I watch it like once a month with the Tiny Chance on. Aww. Okay, so you're going to read it again, Lust Finds a Way. Lust and finds you are way. welcome because my Kindle account <laughs> judges me so much for this shit. So I'm like, it judged me so much. It should you creepy? Yeah, no. Okay, it judged me so much for all those fucking bear shifter romances. Sorry, the Borlander shifter romances that I read when I had the vertigo for and read like four seven of them in a row. And now it's recommended <laughs> that I read Halloween Werewolf. Yeah, and Big Hot and Harry. Okay. Yeah, so. I think maybe we should read Halloween Werewolf next week. No, but I have to pay. I have to pay for it. Oh, I don't want to pay for it. I want to read them for free. Well, I'm gonna look it up and see if it's four ninety nine. Maybe it's good. just released. Okay. Maybe it's good. So here we are. Okay. Here we are. Lust finds a way. Also, props because now I'm just gonna think of Ian Malcolm like reclining with his shirt open while Oof. I read this book. Chapter one. I open my crusty eyes and see. Me- <laughs> Sorry, that's a weird yep. start of it. I open my crusty eyes and see Mina's beautiful bronze face shimmering in the new day's light as it trickles through the dusty blinds. Oh, I probably it's should tell you what this book is about, by the way, in case oh, yeah. you want to know. Yeah. That might make sense. 
Andy Bruckner is a 40-year-old law school dropout who spends his days working at a hardware store and his nights at a brothel. He was content to be sleepwalking through life until one day he realizes that he's fallen in love with the courtesan he's been seeing. Unfortunately, on that very same day, he contracts a bizarre STD that transforms him into a prehistoric beast. That's the basic premise, but really, the cover says it all. There's a scantily clad woman and a dinosaur staring lovingly at each other's eyes on the back of a motorcycle in the middle of the desert. Romantic stuff. Warning, this story is not appropriate for humans under the age of 18. Alright. I love it. So again, <clears throat> chapter one. I open my crusty eyes and see Mina's beautiful bronze face shimmering in the nude day's light as it trickles through the dusty blinds. Our heads share a single drool-dabbled pillow, and her wavy brown mane tickles my nose. Mane? Yes. Okay. Her large, dark eyes are half open, and her full lips are relaxed, allowing her tongue to gently protrude between them. Yeah. I'm not awake enough to stop myself from expressing <laughs> what the sight of her inspires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love you. My voice, stiff from slumber, sounds like a sputtering lawnmower engine. What? <laughs> yeah. The words hang in the air and are met with a blank stare. Si- shame by the silence, I roll over and face the shadowy side of the room. Hanging on the gray wall in front of me is a slightly crooked gray, um, picture of a young woman. She's wearing a bright red dress, riding an old-fashioned bicycle cruiser bicycle, looking tentatively at the jagged cobblestone below her wheels. The photo came with a frame, but I probably know that woman better than the one lying next to me. In truth, Mina is who I pay her to be, and that was all I ever expected from our relationship until now. Sorry, I guess I just got caught up in the moment. Don't worry, Mina finally responds. It happens all the time. It's her job to make customers feel special, and I don't doubt some of them, the more desperate ones, make flowery declarations when they grow too attached. However, what happened between the two of us last night really was special. After three sweaty hours of hard fucking, we both conked out in her bed. Three hours? Three hours. That is longer than Titanic. Yeah. Having sex for longer than the movie Titanic, where they have sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweaty sex. Mm-hmm. I can't... Yeah. I can't even... Yeah. I don't even want to have sex for an hour. Yeah. I don't even want to have sex for, like, more than 20 minutes. Yeah. Get off me. We're done. Yeah. Let's go do something else. Right. No, it's better. Wow. Three sweaty hours. We both conked out in her bed, where we spent eight dreamy hours spooning, caressing, and unconsciously fondling each other's accessible naughty bits as we drifted in and out Eight of sleep. Hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you'd have to sleep. You'd be really exhausted after three hours of sex. Yeah. This type of intimacy isn't for sale here at the Lavender House. In fact, it's forbidden for a client to stay past 3 a.m. And that wasn't the only rule we broke last night either. Before letting me shoot my baby batter all over her nope. gigantic tits, nope. she momentarily allowed me to put my bare dick inside of her pussy. Oh, my bare dick. Yeah. I like how you got country there. That's fancy. Baby batter. Uh-huh. Baby batter. Yep. Well, that's how we got our kid. This was... <laughs> Your boobs got pregnant? I did, yeah. 
Yeah, that's how ha- that's what you do, right? If that's how it happens. Yeah. Oh my God, they no touch- wonder I'm not pregnant yet. Yeah. Science. <laughs> Yeah, science. <laughs> That's right. And then he has to poke you in your belly button three times. Um, yeah. That's the secret code. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. the more you know. Right? <laughs> Go, Joe. All right. This, uh, let's see. This was in violation of a very strict policy requiring the use of condoms during intercourse. Yeah. Mina told me this was a rule she had never before broken, and I choose to believe her. I peek over my shoulder and see her staring pensively at the ceiling. I can't tell if she's just tired or if she's having regrets, but I start to worry about overstaying my welcome. If things get too weird, she might not let me come back. (laughs) So I should probably get going, I say, sitting up on on the bed. Don't want to be late for work. I gather my stuff. Should I schedule you for your usual time next Thursday night? She asks as I'm almost hey, to the door. Hey, Thursdays. Right? On Thursdays, we sleep with prostitutes. That's right. Well, <laughs> that's after this. Um, she asks as I'm almost to the door. Yes, definitely. I'll see you then. Andy, she says as I'm opening the door. This can't happen again. Stay in the night, I mean. It was nice and all, but I know Miss Hannah is going to give us shit for it. Yeah, Miss Hannah. That's right. I understand. Miss Hannah, the madam, is glaring at me from across the <laughs> Lavender House's ornate living room as I stumble down the stairs with my shoes in hand, my shirt unevenly buttoned, and my belt unbuckled. Fucking I mean, slob. okay, he's been there for 11 hours. He couldn't take five minutes and properly dress? Well, no, because he's trying to sneak the fuck out. It's easier to sneak out when you're not dropping your shoes. True. <clears throat> right? Yeah. Her arms are crossed in front of her tight chest as a disapproving parent catching a teen in the act of sneaking out after curfew. I had hoped to make my escape before she saw me. Good morning, Mr. Bruckner, she says. I trust you had a pleasant stay. Can she be German? Can you make her German? No, I really can't. Oh, guten Morgen. Herr Bruckner. Herr Bruckner. Her imperiousness makes it easy to forget she's actually ten years younger than I am. Uh, yes, I answer, gazing nervously at the floor. I had a great time. She approaches, and I freeze in my tracks. I'm not used to seeing her so casually dressed. Her tiny white tank top and short green skirt reveal more of her squat yet powerful frame than the long formal gown she wears in the evening. Chiseled quads quiver as she walks. And her elegant blonde hair flows behind her mighty swimmer shoulders. Miss Hannah was a former knife thrower in the circus. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I've heard rumors that she keeps knives strapped to her ankles under her gown while she's working. I'm relieved to see she isn't wearing them now. Oh, well then, she continues, I'm sure we'll be seeing you again soon. <laughs> yes, Miss Hannah. With a firm grip on my arm, she escorts me to the door. I'm fortunate not to be banned from the lavender house, although I'll surely be under severe scrutiny from now on. Her tense mouth and cold blue eyes... Let me know exactly how she felt about last night's indiscretion. <gasps> okay, conspiracy theory. Yes. Okay, so he contracts a, a STI, which is how he turns into a dinosaur, mm-hmm. and we know he's gone bareback with Mina. Mm-hmm. So is Mina the one who gives it to him, and does Madam Hannah know that her girls carry this STI, and that's why she has the condom rule? Or does she just have the condom rule because it's a brothel and it's gross if you don't wear condoms? Could be both. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Column C. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, 
Let's see. I've heard she's much more easygoing with rich tourists and more forgiving when they misbehave a little. Maybe she's more easygoing with rich tourists because they turn to dinosaurs after they get the fuck out. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. To poor locals like me, though, she acts like an ornery museum guard paranoid that the riffraff are going to muck up the art on the walls. Unfortunately for Miss Hannah... Well, yeah, you're going to shoot your baby batter all over yeah, the artwork. Seriously, gross. Unfortunately for Miss Hannah, a high percentage of the Lavender House clients are locals. It's often the case for houses operating without a prostitution license. County officials will ignore illegal brothels as long as they're not taking tourist money away from the legal ones. This forces unlicensed operators to come up with policies that actually discourage out-of-town guests. The no-sleepover rule is one such policy. Miss Hannah finds this, com- this compromise extremely frustrating, and she tends to take her frustration out on her less-valued customers. It's not until I step outside and hear the door slam behind me that I realize what a pussy I'm being. All I got was a passive-aggressive send-off, but Mina is going to bear the brunt of Miss Hannah's fury. A real man wouldn't let this happen. A real man would take responsibility and apologize to Miss Hannah instead of slinking shamefully out of the house to avoid an uncomfortable conversation. For a moment, I stand there on the doorstep and contemplate going back in to make things right. It doesn't take me too long to convince myself that it's too late. Miss Hannah's probably already upstairs tearing me in a new one. Interrupting now would only make things worse. I guess I'll have to wait till next time to be a real man. Too bad you're going to be a dinosaur next time. I'll be a real dinosaur. <laughs> oh. What? Read it. Mm, I gotta drink first. You have to drink. <laughs> you, you made the uh noise. Oh yeah, roll. If you make uh noise, you have to drink. I'm thinking about the sweet, buttery taste of Mina's dark labia as I stand, yeah, yeah, drink, (laughs) as I stand dazed in front of aisle 12. As usual, my job fails to command my attention, and I disappear into fantasy. Buttery labia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Write it down. (laughs) Buttery labia. The store itself morphs before my eyes, becoming the very bedroom I just left. Um, instead of a fat guy bending over to tie his shoes by the drill display, I see Mina bending over a chair presenting her bubbly round rump. (laughs) Yep. Ah, bubbly round rump. That sounds like a British dish. It does. (laughs) Like bubble and squeak, bubbly round rump. The sound of squeaky shopping cart wheels is replaced by the sound of creaking bed springs, bed springs as Mina bounces up and down on McCuck. Oh. Mr. Peabody, a regular here, is talking to me, but it's several minutes before I hear him. Sir, are you listening? He grumbles. I'm looking for an electric sander. Where can I find one? He's been coming here for years, but still doesn't bother calling me by my name. In spite of the how large and easy to read the print is on my name tag. Check the back of the store, I answer. But I've already been back there and I didn't see any. His tight fists are pressed against his hips. We must be all out of electric sanders. Try back in a few months. Mr. Peabody is one of those delusional do-it-yourselfers who thought he could rebuild his entire house after watching a 10-minute YouTube video. Unfortunately, the hardware store is the only hardware store in Silverman County. So whenever his toilet is leaking or his bathtub falls through the ceiling, this is where he comes for parts and tools. 
Normal. How often does his bathtub fall through the ceiling? So often. Like, that was tragic in Grace and Frankie. They had to move out. Their house got sold. How often does... Once a month. Who knows? <laughs> Normally, I tell him we just don't have the toy he's looking for, hoping he'll go away. But lately, he's gotten more persistent. A few months? I can't go a few months without a kitchen sink. Now I've been coming to this over 15 years, and the customer service seems to get worse and worse every time I'm here. And you, sir, are absolutely the least professional salesperson I've ever come across. You stand here completely dazed, probably high on crack or whatever. You don't know where anything is in the store, even though you've been here for years. You're never clean-shaven, and you clearly haven't showered. I'm going to have a word with your manager about your attitude. And if he won't do anything about this, then I guess I'll have to fire a better business bureau a complaint. Oh, so he came to work smelling like three hours of sex? And eight hours of spooning. Oh, and buttery labia. Yeah. Oh, that's a smell. I know. Oh. I know. Yep. As I stand there listening to his angry rant, letting his words gush over me like filthy water from a broken sewer pipe, getting literally wet from Aaron's spurts of saliva, I think of my earlier encounter with Miss Hannah. I think about my offhand promise to myself that next time I'd be a man. I fully expect to put off next time indefinitely. But after a lifetime of paralysis in the face of confrontation, I finally snap. Look, assface, I've already told you. We just don't have your electric standards at the moment. Now you can either wait six months for them to come in, or you can move to a new house that has a working kitchen sink. And if that's not good enough for you, you can eat a dick. <laughs> Yay! It's one of my favorite things to say is eat a dick. I say it to people while I drive all the time. Oh, me too. Mr. Peabody shrinks the size of a French poodle, still shaking with fury but too stunned to speak. You know where the office is, I continue. Go see if anyone back there gives a shit. (laughs) He storms off in the direction of the office. Once he's out of my sight, I feel the rest of my bottled up boldness sink back into the pit of my stomach where it lives. My outburst brought my confidence I was hoping I could keep, but it fades away as the adrenaline goes. I'm left feeling drained, drained, weak, and a little nauseous. Maybe asserting myself isn't worth it. At least this happened here at work and not in some more consequential situation. Really? Because, like, you're going to lose your job. Right? So. Seriously. Call the guy in his face. Tell him yeah. to eat a dick. Like, yeah. he's probably fired. With that unpleasantness behind me, I attempt to escape. It's another fantasy. This time, Amina spread eagle on the bed, warming up her pussy with a Hello Kitty vibrator. Oh, that yes. that crosses into the realm of little kids and weird. Right? Yep. Yeah. Ugh. Unfortunately, the store is especially busy for a Friday morning, and my daydream is once again interrupted. Just as Mina starts to get nice and wet, another customer approaches. It's a man I don't recognize, which is strange. Tourists don't often come in here, except maybe to ask directions. And you never see anyone wearing a black suit and tie this far away from uh, um, Amor City. Excuse me, sir, said the tall, wiry stranger who has decided to keep his mirrored sunglasses on inside the store. I was wondering where you keep your bone saws. Oh. (laughs) So what I go to to the hardware store for. Exactly. Bone saws. Who doesn't? Yeah. His jet black mustache almost completely covers his tiny mouth. Aisle one. 
I sat into the aisle furthest away from where I'm standing. Full yeah. disclosure, I don't really know where bone saws are. He starts to leave, but pauses and turns back to me. Hey, he whispers. This is going to be a bit awkward, but uh, he looks around to make sure nobody else is listening, then leans close to my ear. Well, I couldn't help but notice that you seem to be uh, pitching a tent. Shocked, I glance down at my crotch. To my horror, the man is right. From the top of my inseam all the way to my belt buckle, there's a very conspicuous bulge. I just thought I should point it out to you, the strange man continues. You know, because I think there are some old people in the store right now. They tend to get upset about this type of thing. There's an uncomfortable silence. He's going to go get a murder saw and he's like, hey, people are going to be weirded out by your boner. <laughs> right? Thank you, I say, finally. I'll, um, go take care of it. Oh, even, gross. <laughs> even as I hurry off to the bathroom, I realize the man is still standing there watching me leave. To get to the restroom, you have to navigate through the stock room, past the break room and offices. It used to be for employees only, but we opened it up to customers after we started to find logs of shit in the display toilets out on the floor. <laughs> These days, the room sees a lot of action, and just as I feared, it's occupied when I arrive at the door. Luckily, there's no one else waiting back there, but I'm still very self-conscious about my bulge. It makes me wonder how many times this has happened in the past without me noticing. I do spend a fair amount of my day standing out in the middle of the store daydreaming about sex. Can you just, like, flip it up? Right. Go from six to noon and, and tuck it in the waistband? Seriously. As I'm leaning there next to the bathroom door, I realize my dick is starting to get sore from being so tightly constricted by my pants. I am somewhat alarmed that it's not going down, even though I'm no longer thinking dirty thoughts. Bending at the waist eases the pressure slightly, but the swelling continues. I knock on the door. I've been out here for 15 minutes and haven't heard so much as a courtesy. Sorry. <laughs> next time on Fantastic. As a courtesy flash the whole time. I worry that someone might have accidentally locked it as they were leaving. If that's the case, I'm in trouble. Only the custodian has a key and he doesn't show up till late afternoon. And sometimes he forgets his keys at home. I try like he drinks. Right. I try knocking again, and this time with gusto. Suddenly the door bursts open and out marches Mr. Peabody. He doesn't acknowledge me at all as he hurries down the hall with a piece of toilet paper stuck to the bottom one of his shoes. After crawling into the bathroom on my hands and knees, Jesus. I'm disgusted to see what was, what it was that took Mr. Peabody so long in here. I don't know. Written in feces on the mirror are the words, get an electric sand, assholes. Ironically, oh. the store's indifference, which I rely on to keep my job, will be how Mr. Peabody gets away with this revolting act of vandalism. Touche, huh. Mr. Peabody. Well played. Huh. I can't worry about that shitty mess now, though. I yank my pants and underwear down as fast as I can without snapping my rod off and sit bare-ass on top of the toilet seat. My dick feels a little better being out in the open, but it's still burning. Burning. Only, it's yeah, not good. It's not good. It's not good. The only way I know to get rid of a boner is to jerk off, so I give it a shot. I recall images of Mina's flawless face, her high cheekbones, button nose, and naughty smile. I picture her soft hands reaching for my cock. Her nimble fingers gently tickling the ridge under my tip. The second I touch myself, I'm overcome with searing pain. 
I fight the urge to let go and my dick burns my hand like a handle on a pot of boiling water. That's not good. Desperately trying to ignore the agony, I grip it tighter and try to stroke. I make it down to the base once and now I'm shaking. I force an upward stroke and the room starts to spin. I feel myself slowly slipping off the toilet and then everything goes black. Stop doing it. Right? Oh, great. So now people are going to find him in a bathroom covered in shit with this, like, swollen, bloody erection. And no pants or undies. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Andy, are you all right in there? I open my eyes to a worm's eye view of the toilet. I'm... Give me a sec, Jim. I sit up slowly. I'm unpleasantly reminded of my law school days. My head is pounding. I haven't had anything to eat or drink since yesterday. And I feel weak and dehydrated. My lips are dry and cracked as though I have been sleeping with my mouth open. I look down at my cock. The good news is that I no longer have a blistering boner. The bad news is that my dick looks like a stuffed grape leaf. Tiny, green, and wrinkly. Even more upsetting is the rash around the base of my shaft. It looks like pale green eczema and feels rough and scaly like snakeskin. Drink. (laughs) Yeah, drink it up. Once again, Jim hollers to me from outside the bathroom. Do you need me to call someone? No, I'll be okay. My pants and underwear are still around my ankles, and the floor is cold on my exposed ass cheeks. Still quite dizzy, I crawl back on the toilet seat. As much as I'd like to hole up here for the rest of my shift... I know that's not an option. I carefully put my clothes back on while making as little contact to my damaged dong as possible. When the inevitable friction occurs, it hurts less than I expected it to. Where there was just one unbearable burning, it, there's now just faint soreness. It was my only, it's only my vertigo that keeps me from standing. I open the door from my personal toilet seat. Jim is hovering in the doorway with worry in his eyes and urgency in his posture. His comb-over is misaligned and his thick glasses are fogged up. He's hunched over in an action stance that causes his beer belly to conceal his belt. I'm okay, Jim, I reassure him. What happened? Guess I just passed out, I says, massaging my temples. I haven't eaten in a while. I think I am just have low blood sugar. Jim's shoulders relax and he leans against the doorframe. It's a wonder his skinny legs can support his massive torso. Well, here. He reaches into his back pocket and hands me a somewhat flattened granola bar. You should probably eat something before you try to stand up. The bar is soft and warm and and has taken on the slight curve of Jim's relatively flat buttocks. I'm too hungry to try to turn it down and swallow it like it's medicine. The dry, sticky oat chunks don't go down my parched throat very easily. Luckily, I can reach the sink from where I'm sitting. I fill my cupped hands with lukewarm water and take five desperate breaths. When Luke, when I t- look back up at Jim, I see that he has noticed the, the shit mirror. walls. <laughs> yeah, I uh, that wasn't me. I assure him. Don't worry, I know who did it. Jim crosses his hairy arms over his gut. When he was leaving, that asshole Mister Peabody said he left a note for me in the bathroom. That's actually why I came back here. In all honesty, it is kind of my fault. I wipe granola off my lips. I'm the one who pissed him off. Jim laughs. Yeah, he said he told him to eat a dick. Sorry about that. I guess it wasn't very professional. Are you kidding? I wish I'd have been there to see it. Hopefully you (laughs) pissed him off so much he stops coming here. Don't count on it. 
Anyway, I suppose I should clean up. I threw the granola bar wrapper in the trash and started to get up. Even with Jim's help, it's a struggle. Once I'm standing, I become aware of a new discomfort. My feet are swollen to a point they feel like they're going to explode out of my shoes. They will. They will. It's a dinosaur feet. That's right. The toes are pressed painfully against the sides, and I think my nails have torn through my socks. When I try and take a step, I almost fall back on the toilet. Jim grabs my arm and holds me up. Don't worry about the mirror. I'll have Tim clean up when he gets in. You should probably go home. That might not be such a bad idea. I hobble out of the bathroom as though I'm walking barefoot on a porcupine rug. Tell Tim I'm sorry I missed the mess. I left the mess for him. Jim shrugs. Technically, it's his job to clean it up. I guess. Anyway, maybe you can also get him to make a copy of this bathroom key for you. Good thinking. Jim helps me back to the door leading to the employee parking lot. Are you okay to drive? I should be fine once I'm sitting in the car. Jim opens his wallet and pulls out a couple of 20s. Here, he says, placing the cash in my palm. Get yourself something to eat and stop blowing your entire paycheck on hookers instead of food. He grins and pats me on the back. Walking through the parking lot, I squint to avoid the high noon sun. My eyes felt hot and irritated all day from wearing old contacts, and now the brightness is making it unbearable. Luckily, I have glasses in the glove box. As I'm taking out my contacts, I look through the windshield and notice the strangest thing. The signs across the street, I can actually read them with my naked eyes. Oh. I can see into the shops and read the small prints of titles on the books. I can, my eyes, I can even make out our employee name tags. My eyes are even sharp enough to see that Janice, the cashier, has hard nipples at the moment. Oh. The air conditioning must be turned up pretty high in that bookstore. Oh. Yeah. So he's slowly turning into his dino. I know, it's a little Kafka-esque, isn't it? Yeah, thanks to his STD. D-S-E. We can pause it. I think we should stop there, because we still have, like, a lot before the two. It's fine. So he's almost transformed. We should give it... transforming? He is transforming. So we're going to pause it, and we'll come back after October. Yes, we will. November will be the month of dinosaur STIs. The month of dino STIs. It's like dino DNA, but even (laughs) creepier. Dino DNA. That's right. So next time, tune in. We're going to do spookiness, all of the spooks. Yeah. Spooky, spooky, spooky. It's the best. Some creepypastas or something. It's the best month in the world. It's the most wonderful time. <laughs> it is the best month. It is the best month. And then it's November. Which is like, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Yeah. And then we get into December. Where we're going to tell ghost stories again. Yeah! It's the most <laughs> jolliest holiday. Oh, spooky time. <laughs> the wine has hit Sarah. So we're going to go. <laughs> So turn in next time when we get to tell the spooky stories. Yeah. All the spooky stories. Oh, the and that's it. And then, yes, will Andy turn into a dinosaur? Can dinosaurs practice law? Will, will Mina... <laughs> will Mina love the dinosaur that Andy turned into? And and his little grape leaf shrivel dick? Yeah. Will that stay? I feel like that's a bigger hurdle to overcome than just being a dinosaur. Yeah. 
feel like nasty eczema, grape leaf, shrivel dick. Is a thing, yeah. That's that's the hard part. I mean, if she could love him for his tiny grape leaf, you know, little tiny daughter, then it must be true love. But yes, these questions will be answered next time. But not next time. Well, in November. <laughs> in November. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, do stuff. Do shit. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>